welcome back to the Patriot, the Preacher. Going along with our theme in the show, we have a great pastor, a great preacher joining us right now, Pastor Steve Berger. He's the founding pastor of Grace Chapel in Franklin, Tennessee. Pastor Steve, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Thank you so much. It's a real honor for me to be here with y'all today. It's an honor to have you on. You, uh, you had an event last weekend that was uh, just amazing. Tell the listeners what you did and what you organized. Yeah, we did have a great event last week, but it was actually the second one. We had our first large event, uh, April 29th, and then we followed it up on Pentecost Sunday, May 31st. We called it Beyond Our Walls and Beyond Our Walls 2, and it was the gathering of churches. Uh, the first one, we had over 15, 20 churches involved. This time, we had over 30 churches involved, 4,500 cars, at least 10,000 people uh, to get people together to worship, to pray, to hear the Word of God, and to cry out to God yes. uh, for Him to do something supernatural uh, and miraculous in our country. So it's, uh, it's been a very exciting month here in Middle Tennessee. It is. Pastor Steve, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And uh, I, I don't know if you recall, but several months back, I visited your church, and my wife and I were moved by the presence of God there. And we, we actually came up to the front, introduced ourselves, and uh, talked to your worship leader. And uh, so it's no surprise to me to see what the Lord is doing in and through the ministry. Uh, but, but, you know, it's even more than that. There was a tornado in Nashville. And then the president came out and visited and, uh, you know, many people were affected by the tornado. And then we went into COVID and uh, that whole incident, you know, happened where all around our nation and world, people were affected. And this is coming out of those two events. And of course, there's uh, all, all types of other things going on in our country now with the riots and the different things. Uh, but, but what I see God doing is powerful in using you and the other ministries in unity in Nashville. And, uh, and there seems to be a move of God that's happening where his presence is moving in Tennessee. Can you elaborate on this? Tell, what is the Lord doing in unifying these churches? Well, there's a couple of things, Todd. And, and yes, of course, I remember meeting you a few months back. Um, there's a couple of things going on. One thing is the pastors are coming together and they're realizing, hey, we've got to give up the turf wars and the competition. We've got to unite and see God move powerfully in our midst. Yeah. Uh, and then what we're seeing among the people is a massive desire for that. In fact, I've said for years, I've, I've, I've been gathering churches together for 25 years. Yeah. Um, the people are so ready for that. They almost lead the way and insist that their pastor gets with the program. That's right. Um, because there's something just profoundly powerful that happens when we come together. I mean, just this last Sunday, just a few days ago, we've got black and white and Hispanic pastors. We're praying in English. We're praying in Spanish. We're worshiping together, mixed multitude choir, people from all kinds of churches on Pentecost Sunday. It was like Pentecost all over again. It was amazing. Yes. That is, that is unreal. Pastor Steve, you're like the rest of the country. You're watching what's uh, transpiring throughout the country, the chaos that we see, the uh, fear, the confusion um, and we, as you, as you saw, as you heard, we were just talking to Star Parker about this. And, you know, from your standpoint, what can you do as a leader of faith and, and a large congregation? What is it that you're trying to accomplish to help people bring them back to the message of the gospel so that we can have peace? 
Yeah, so we're doing these large events, number one. Um, our, our church has never been closed, and, and I, I take a bit of an issue, a friendly issue with my friends who say that, you know, the government shut our churches down and we let them. Uh, that might be good for a sizzle reel, but it's, it's not the truth, and people need to quit saying that. Um, we we um, quit meeting in our building uh, because the information we had at the time, um, it made sense to do that. The government didn't shut us down. The governor of our state goes to my church. I've been his pastor for 10 years. Nobody ever shut us down. We chose to do what we did based on the information we had at the time, but in, we, in fact, picked up our online presence. We picked up our outreach to the community. We have fed thousands of families. We've been online preaching the gospel, doing devotions every day. Tens of thousands of people have been following and listening to that. In fact, it's into the hundreds of thousands now. Wow. So getting people together, preaching the gospel, meeting people's needs, that's what the church has always done, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Now, we are opening on our campus this Sunday. We're super excited about that. We've That's got awesome. five, different, yeah. five different venues for people to meet based on their level of comfort, how they're feeling about the virus, et cetera. So uh, listen, we're going gangbusters. We haven't shut down at all. We've picked up the pace, in fact, and we're bringing other people along with us. The church would do well to encourage that instead of taking pot shots at it that are inaccurate. That's good. Hey, Pastor Steve, I totally agree with you, man. And uh, question, so I've never seen anything like this, and, you know, I'm in my 40s, but I see a lot of Christians, I call it friendly fire, but there's a lot of Christians yep. arguing right now. What would you say to the body of Christ, you know, to those that are duking it out right now? How can we come together, uh, you know, find, uh, I was raised up under Pastor Jack Kafer, and one of the things he said, you know, find the 99 things that you agree on instead of the 1% that you don't, you know? Yep. And so how can we have unity in the body of Christ? Because I think the enemy has a plan. In fact, I know he does to divide us. Well, for sure, and it's going on. I've been talking about it a lot lately. We need to do what the Apostle Paul says, which we need to endeavor, which means to work and labor really hard. We need to endeavor to keep the spirit of unity in the bonds of peace. Yes. And so it's going to take work, which part of that work is making sure that we are heard, being heard, making sure that we're listening, making sure that we're understanding people of different points of view. We're going to have to make a commitment to truth, whether it's comfortable for us or not. Mm. We're going to have to make a commitment to balance and stop the extremes and the exaggerations. All of those things just inflame the situation. And, and well-meaning followers of Jesus are doing it, and it is not productive. Quit with the sound bites, quit with the sizzle reel that's going to make you sound like something, and let's actually be productive and get some work done together by making a commitment to truth and balance. Amen. Amen. Pastor Steve, you, um, you have spoken a lot of truth with us right now, and I think that overall, there, Todd made a great point. There's a lot of division going on within the church, within this country, um, you know, the chaos and we know where chaos comes from, and that's from the enemy. And it really is tearing this country apart. Um, if you spend too much time watching the news, you would believe that we're on our last leg, maybe, as a nation. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Star Parker just 
just explain to us that this is really our, our the Civil War 2.0, but the media seems <laughs> to be really rooting for that um, and rooting <clears throat> for this to happen. And so, while I, you know, we have there's spiritual warfare for sure going on in this country, and what are you telling? the people that ask you, I'm sure you're asked all the time online, face to face. What are you telling people that needs to happen so that we can really bring this nation back to where it needs to be strong and relying on God again? It's a really, really important question. You know, as much as we need truth and balance, the single word that I'm sharing with people, and and I actually believe it's a word from the Lord is composure. Mm. I want you to think about this now in Luke chapter 21, and it's Luke's example um, that includes this passage. The other passages, uh, other gospels don't include this. When Jesus is talking about end time scenario, and he's talking about the betrayal in the most intimate of personal relationships between father and son and son and father and mother and daughter. And then he says this. So we know that betrayal, tension, is going to be a sign of the end times. Betrayal doesn't happen overnight. There are seeds that have to be sown, seeds of discord and division that lead to betrayal. Now, here's what Jesus said, Luke 21, 19. He said, in patience, possess your souls. When all hell is breaking out around you, even to the point of family betrayal, you need to possess your souls. In in street language, what would we say? Get a grip. Mm. (laughs) Don't uh, don't misunderstand what's happening. Get a grip. We need people and pastors right now to be more composed than ever. Mm. And when people attack us for sharing the truth in love and being statesmen and stateswomen who are filled with truth and balance, listen, when people attack you, you've got to stay composed. Don't act like, oh my gosh, how could this be happening? Don't get in the flesh. Don't blast them back with, with you know, your own exaggerations. Mm. Just stay the course, man. Jesus said, in patience, possess your souls. Get a grip. Be composed. Commit to truth and balance, and we'll have a chance. If not, forget about it. We're in trouble. Mm. Pastor Steve, in your in your estimation right now, as you're watching all that's transpired, in the, especially in the last three to four months and in the last five years, let's say, do you believe that we're in the beginning of the end times? Well, I mean, to be very, very biblical about it, we're not only in the end times, we have been for 2,000 years. Peter True. said at the day of Pentecost, this is that which Joel prophesied, that in the last days. So we've been in the last days for 2,000 years. John adds to that. John says we're actually in the last hour. So if we've been in the last hour for the last 2,000 years, you better believe we're in the end times now. So yes, I believe we're in the end times. um, But I would say, unlike a lot of my my friends who talk about the end times a lot, that's that's not escapism. Mm. That's not a, hey, let's fold up shop and retreat. No, it's being about my father's business. It is about occupying until he comes back. So we, we've got to recognize the times in which we live. We've got to be more serious about the gospel, more serious about reaching other people, more serious about living in a way that honors Christ and gives people the greatest chance of saying yes to Jesus in the turbulent times we're living in. 
Amen. I agree 100%. Uh, Pastor Steve, do you see with what you're seeing going on here? We talked to Alveda King the other day. She gave an answer. We asked Star Parker. I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you feel the Lord is birthing a move of God in this nation, uh, a revival that we will see coming soon? Do you feel that in your spirit? I'm, I'm hopeful for that. The word revival, Todd, as you know, it's been yes. used and abused so long. I don't even know if we understand the difference between <laughs> revival and awakening. That's you know, right. revival is for the church. Awakening is for a lost world. Mm. And so I've, I've prayed and given myself to, to praying for, pray, uh, for revival and awakening both. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you what it's going to hinge on. It's going to hinge on the church. Revival and awakening both are going to hinge on the church turning from our sins and yeah. repenting. It yes. will not happen apart from that, period. Mm. Period. It's not going to happen apart from turning and repenting. Wow. Wow. And what is, what is not, that It's just like? not going to happen. How did, how, if, if one were to listen right now and they don't know how to repent, Pastor Steve, can you just let them know how they can do that? Yeah. So what you need to do, what repentance is, it's a change of heart, mind, and direction, if you will. It's, it's turning away from sin and turning to Jesus. Yes. It's turning away from hell and saying yes to heaven. It's turning away from the life that you used to live to say, I want to live a new life in Christ. I, I, I want to follow Jesus. I want to obey what he tells me to obey and live in a way that he tells me to live. It's, yes. it's being sorry for, your, for you, your sinful lifestyle of your past and being excited about a new life that's found in Jesus. That's right. And until that happens, it's, we're, we're going to see this can, country continue to deteriorate. I've been shouting this from the rooftops. Everybody wants to talk about Second Chronicles 7.14, which is good and right, right? If my people who are called by na my name will what? Humble themselves, pray, seek my face. What's the fourth thing? Turn from their wicked ways. Yeah. Then, God said, Right, I'll hear from heaven, hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. Yeah. The part we're missing is the verse before that. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed, we do need to turn, but the signs of society that tell us we really need to turn are drought, devouring, and disease. Mm -hmm. God told Solomon, when there's no rain, drought. When there's devouring, locusts. When there's disease and pestilence. That's when a nation knows it needs to get its act together and turn. We are there now like never before in my lifetime. I'm 55 years old. Yeah. Amen. We have that. got to turn. We've got to recognize the times and the seasons. We've got to be like the sons of Issachar who yes. recognize it and who know what to do. Yes. Our what to do is to turn from our sins. Mm. God promised the prophet Jeremiah. God promised um, uh, Jonah uh, and, and Nineveh, if they would turn, God would forgive and heal. And it applies to any nation, any nation, Jeremiah 18, any nation that will turn, God said, I'll turn from the destruction that I've intended for you. We've yes. got to turn. We've got to repent. 100% right. I always call that scripture the recipe for revival, because if we repent, like you said, God responds. And I think repentance has been taken out of so many messages. Unfortunately, it's like it's, it's, it's just you know, there's a lot of grace. But where's the repentance? We need repentance. So 
100% agree. That was anointed, Pastor Steve. Thank you so much. And I, I, I can see why the Lord is going to continue to expand your territory as you're standing for truth and righteousness. How can people find you online? How can they visit your church uh, and find what the Lord is doing in your ministry? Yeah, they can go to gracechapel.net to find our church online. Um, they can go to Facebook, Pastor Steve Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R, and go to my public uh, figure page. Join us there. Um, we, uh, we've got all kinds of different ways and resources for people to, uh, to get equipped to be a passionate servant of Jesus Christ. That's our, our goal at our church. We want to equip people. Man, let's get after it. We've, we've got to start passionately following Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Pastor Steve Berger, thank you so much for joining us. It was an honor to have you on. Appreciate it, Pastor Steve. My privilege. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This is the Patriot and the Preacher, and we'll be right back. 